You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Strategy Track. I'm Alicia Esposito, Senior Content Strategist for Demand Gen Report, and I'm so happy you're joining me for today's track sessions. We have so many great topics and speakers lined up for you, covering both high-level strategy trends and changes, and also the more tactical stuff as well. Quick overview of some of the sessions we have lined up for you today. Pam Dibner is going to kick things off, highlighting the seven critical elements that everyone needs to incorporate into their marketing strategy. So a fantastic high-level session for you to get your wheels spinning. Get started. Seven key elements of a marketing plan. A quick intro about myself. My name is Pam Denner, and my forte is to help marketer accelerate sales contributions, right? So how they can better support their sales team as a marketer through content marketing, account-based marketing, sales enablement. I have written three books, Global Content Marketing, Effective Sales Enablement, and The Modern AI Marketer. Global Content Marketing is really about how to scale content across regions. Effective Sales Enablement is really about how to better support sales team as a marketer. And The Modern AI Marketer, I wrote a little ebook and talking about artificial intelligence. How does that impact the marketing, especially B2B marketing as a whole? So if you are interested, check them out out. So quickly about marketing plans. So there are many types of marketing plans, if you think about it. Annual quarterly marketing plans, paid media plans, even marketing plan, email marketing plan, demand gen, digital marketing plan, even SEO and the pay search, right? And that has a lot to do with your job scope in terms of what you do and you create a plan based on your jobs, roles, and responsibilities. But when I talk about the marketing plan for today, I'm talking about the annual marketing plan, right? And there are many, many templates out there. Chances are your company has your own templates that you use. What I'm going to talk about is not necessarily that you need to change your template. It's more about what are some of the key elements from these sessions that you can add it to your plan. Does that make sense? So I'm not telling you that to change your template. It's more or less looking to what are some of the key elements that you can add it to your plan. If you don't, if you don't have a marketing template, this sessions or this specific presentation can provide you some ideas what needs to be included, right? So that's take it from there. But before that you create your marketing plan, there are a couple of things I want to share with you. And you need to kind of think through is what you want to say versus what C-suites want to hear. They are not necessarily exactly the same. For you, chances are you want to get your marketing plan in front of them so you can get it approved with a budget and also a team, right? So you are talking about headcount and a budget. On the C-suite, they were like, "Uh uh-huh, let's think about it. How can I give you as little budget as possible and you can maximize and do as much as you can? So 
from C-suite's perspective, what can you do more with less? With that being said, the common area in the middle right here is really what are some of the history or data or any kind of information that you can use to bridge what you want to say and also try to meet the expectation in terms of do more with less. And if you think about it, what does C-suite care the most? What does C-suite care the most, right? They care about revenue and profit. They care about headcount and budget. They care about market segment share. They care about time to market. They care about customer retention. And whatever they, whatever we do, they want to make sure we help them reduce any kind of business or PR risks, right? So that's what they care about. But what do you care or we care the most? We care about, oh my God, the budget and headcount needs to be approved. We need to make sure that we created a plan to align everybody. There are product launches coming. We need to make sure there's a flawless product launch. And we need to do what we can to enable sales. On top of it, we need to generate leads. And when what we do externally, we need to make sure that we provide a solid customer experience, right? So if you look at these two slides, they are not necessarily, mm, how can I say it, overlapping completely, right? The revenue and profit, for example, marketing, we are kind of like a cost center, but there are things we can do to enable sales to accelerate that profit or revenue, right? So you need to think about it in terms of what other things you want to say incorporate into the plan that you also address some of the key concerns that your management has. And another thing I want to share with you is the time and the effort you spend in your marketing plan, okay? It's not 100%. It's basically, it's 1.4, which is 140% effort. Most of the time when I do a marketing plan, even with my clients, I actually spend a lot of time with my clients thinking and brainstorming. That's usually about 60% of the time right, is to actually think through how we want to flow the plan. We only spend about 40% of the time writing the plan. And then you spend about another 40% of the time to revise your plan and review with your internal stakeholders. And you do dry run before you present to your senior management. That important because you have to do dry run. It's not like you create your plan and you just show up and present it. That doesn't work, to be honest with you. Maybe it works for a smaller company, like the the company size is very small and you have a very good relationship with your management and you can do that. But in general, on a mid-sized company or even a large enterprise, people tend to do a dry run and before they present it to the VP or the C-level. The key things before you start is write down what you know and what information you want to gather, right? So here are some of the questions that you need to answer. Why do you create a plan, okay? Why? Well, you want to create the plan to get the headcount and budget. Okay, write that down. For whom do you create the plan, right? You create a plan for C-level? Do you create a plan for internal stakeholders? Do you create a plan for agencies? For whom? Do you create the plan? And what do they care to know about the plan, right? What do they care to know from marketing, right? What do they want to know about next year, right? So make sure that is addressed and incorporated into your plan. 
What do you want to convey? In addition to address their concerns, what else do you want to convey? Do you want to communicate? Do you want to get approved, right? And also the scope that associated with it, any kind of history that you want to share with them, you know, to build your case and the what product launches that needs to be included as a part of the plan. And what else you want to do to showcase marketing's value add? And also other questions that you want to add, such as competitive analysis, digital marketing trends, anything that you want them to be aware of so you can seed the idea for the future. So write down what you know and also gather the information as you go. Now let's talk about the seven key elements. All right. The seven key elements answer the seven questions. The number one, what do you want to accomplish? Number two, to whom do you market? Number three, what is the product launch timeline? Number four, what can we say? What are some of the key talking points? Number five, what are the marketing channels and campaign timeline? Number six, what are the key initiatives for the year from the marketing team? Number seven, how much money and headcount do we need? So your plan needs to answer your questions. And here are the seven questions from my perspective, working with many, many clients. These are the things tend to be asked by the C-level management. And I have a templates associated with it, right? For the, the what you want to accomplish, there's a two pagers, for whom to market persona, what is the product launch timeline? There is a high level timeline product launches that I want to share with you. What can we say? Messaging framework. What are the marketing channels? There's a marketing channel summary and also a campaign timelines I want to share with you. What are the key initiative? Okay, there's a key initiative timeline and how much money and headcounts, a budget breakdown, right? So I want to talk about the seven templates so you can get a sense. And by the way, when I share my templates with you, feel free to modify as you see fit, right? But my template is a starting point that you can use that you can use to actually start drafting and craft your marketing plan. All right, two pagers. From my perspective, it's very, very critical that you tie the business goal, the business objective down to the marketing objectives and the marketing strategy, right? So now this can show the C-level or the C-suite that you understand the business goals and the business objectives and you understand them, you articulate them well enough that this is connected to your marketing objectives and also marketing strategies. Of course, the next come the buyer's persona. Who are the people you want to market to? And also what are target countries? Assume if you are a global enterprise or your product market to multiple different countries, what are some of the key target countries that you want to focus on from marketing's perspective? key marketing tactics, and KPI, which is key performance indicators. So here is an example. Business goal can be revenue, market segment share, or even a revenue growth percentage year by year. It really de depends on what your business goal is. Majority of the time, many companies tend to be revenue, right? Increase revenue to 500 million in 2020 by expanding, by expanding to manufacturing and government segments. Okay, great. The business objective is what is your solution? What is your product that help your customers do, right? Empower your customer to do what by delivering, you know, whatever product that you are doing, right? So right here, empower 
our customers to make superior decisions by delivering end-to-end blah, blah, blah solutions, right? This is kind of like a statement. Then how can marketing help, right? Marketing can do is establish your company as a trusted thought leader in a specific industry, or you can build a brand awareness and drive demand through doing what? By quantifying and nurturing leads in manufacturing and government segments, for example. And this tie to the key business goals right here, manufacturing and the government segments. And then you break down the strategies. Strategies are how, right? How are you going to do it to accomplish the objective, which is what, right? So if you want to establish your companies as a trusted thought leader in a specific industry, you need to syndicate valuable and educational thought leadership content through pay and own marketing channels. And you are working very closely with your PR teams to actually drive quite a bit of a PR outreach, right? So that can be one strategy. And of course, you support and launch with integrated marketing campaigns in the key target countries. And for non-priority countries, you will have a certain kind of content kit to support them. And you are also driving content uh, management tools to three countries. And this is like one of the marketing initiatives. And then uh, integrate the marketing automation and CIM to track leads conversion in the CIM tool, for example, right? You need to make sure the back end is integrated. So this is, again, one marketing initiative that you are driving. The next slide, buyer's persona, you are going to market to manufacturing and the government segments. Who are the people that you are going after? And what are some of the target countries? Given that you have a target country, so headquarters needs to work very closely with geographies. So what are some of the key tactics that the headquarters needs to do versus what geographies need to do as well, right? It doesn't have to be like, oh, every single tedious task. Just focus on the high level from your perspective that your management cares. And then the key performance indicators, right? Number of the leads, the number of the sales susceptible leads, and the percentage of a contribution to a sales revenues. And if you do product launches, what are the percentage of the positive press coverage, etc. When you are talking about this, chances are, Many issues will surface. There will be a lot of disagreement, especially in terms of marketing objectives, like what you want to accomplish may not align with the business units or even the sales team. Buyer's persona, and this can also be a conflict between headquarters and geographies or the marketing and the sales team, right? You probably want to reach out to the, the end users, but your sales team wants to focus on decision makers, for example, right? And the country priorities, many geographies will have a say (laughs) in terms of why are they not part of the priority? And you need to address their questions and the concern and explain to them how you come up with the country priorities, right? And then KPIs, again, there will be a disagreement and also conversation in terms of what the KPI should be, right? So like I said, when you create a two-pager, many issues and conflicts will surface. It's actually very important to talk about it and address all the issues up front. In reality, you're going to spend quite a bit of time on the first two pagers. If you can solve many issues, things will tend to flow naturally. The second element is a buyer's persona. 
And the definition of buyer's persona is a fictional representations of your ideal customers. They tend to base on some of the real data you know about your customers, especially demographics and the online behaviors, along with some of the research that you have done. Right? And the benefit of a persona is it aligns with everybody and uh, creates no confusion. If you said Pam the marketer, everybody knows that you are talking about Pam <laughs> the marketer. Or if you're talking about, all right, IT decision maker Tom, then when you mention Tom, everybody knows that you are talking about IT decision maker. So the buyer's persona make your audience very real and specific and ensure there's no confusions among marketers, geographies, sales agencies, and everybody else that you work with. Another biggest benefit is the drive the messaging development and the content creation, right? So when you determine who your target audience is, you can determine, okay, great. This is the person I want to talk to, right? So I can create a talking point specifically for them. And when I decided to create content, great. I'll create content for this specific segment of the audience. Does that make sense? So it drives messaging development and it guides content creation. Here is an example of a buyer's persona, IT decision maker, Matthew, right? In the middle, well, right here, you have a little bit demographic information about Matthew and also the personality trait, very analytical, very technical, very data-driven, et cetera. And right here in the middle part, you're talking about what he cares or what his day is like, not his personal day, but you know when he is at work and also how he gets information, right? The goals is basically his desire, his aspiration. The challenge is basically what are some of the challenges he encounters doing his job. And this will help you determine in terms of your content creation, your messaging development, and also align with everybody in terms of what they think Matthew is, especially in terms of driving the content planning or even product launches. The question tend to be, well, how many personas do we need as a part of my marketing plan? Well, it depends. It depends on your budget. It depends on your resources. My recommendation tend to be two or three. You can have as many persona as you want within the company. Many company has eight to 20 personas, to be honest. But that doesn't mean you have to market to every single one of them. You don't have to, right? Plus, you don't have that kind of budget. So you need to determine and prioritize the persona that you want to reach and you leverage your marketing budget, and then once you determine that, you will allocate your budgets accordingly. In general, I would recommend two to three, but it depends. Depends on what you want to do and also how much budget you have. Another thing I want to share with you, the next element is a high, it's a product launch timeline, right? It's very hard to show kind of like a product launch to C-level management. And the way I usually do is I create one slide kind of like this. It showcased all 12 months from January to December. And I have a line drawn in the middle of the slide. And I start talking about the key product launches or some key events that the, the C-level or C-suites cares. For example, there is a massive product A launch at the CES, which is in January. And there's another product B launch, which is a soft launch, just a press launch that's in April. 
And then we are talking the product B and the product C launch. It's kind of like a training roadshow to 15 cities to like 100 channel partners, for example. So those are type of marketing events that the C-level cares. And I also identify when the earning reports will be announced and also what are some of the key events that senior management will likely to engage and also when is our annual customer day, for example, right? So you identify kind of like a high-level product launch timeline, but in the 12 months rolling calendar or 12-month frame that C-level can look at this specific slide and say, oh, okay, I get it. All right, these are the product launches that you will do. Okay, good, good, good. And here are some soft launches that you will take care of. And there are some events that are already on your, on your radar. So you create one high-level product launch timeline. And of course, you provide some of the detail as a supporting slide. What are the name of the launch, the key objective you want to accomplish, what is new things that you want to try, or some of the challenges that's ahead. So if they have some specific questions, you can have this supporting slide to talk about. All right, so I talk about the two-pager, the personas, and also high-level launch for product teams. Now, let's talk about the messaging framework. What can we say? Again, I have a template, too. All right, here's a template. Identify what is the product and the target audience you want to go after and the specific uniqueness and differentiator, you know, one less than 10 word statement, kind of like value proposition, value proposition, what can you say about your product, right? And then what are some of the customer challenges you can talk about specifically related to your target audience that is really their pain points? And the messagings, what are some of the key talking points specifically tailored for each challenge? Then what are the features? like of your product that can actually support the key talking points and what are some of the user benefits associated with each feature and also the keywords that you can use to share and communicate with your target audience. What are some of the keywords related to the product? So that's it. This is it. This is a template. Okay, the next one is a marketing channel summary and the campaign timeline. It's important to actually share with the C-suite, like how many channels that you have and in terms of doing marketing, right? So, but rather than give it a laundry list of, oh, I do email marketing, I have the website, I have TV commercial, I have a banner ad. Why don't you categorize a lot of channel into the four major categories? Pay media, earn media, pay social, and own media. The own media obviously is everything you own, right? You have you have total control of the website. You know you have control in terms of the agenda, what to say, how to say it. Community, again, you have a total control of that. Email database, you have a control of that. Your mobile app, you have a control of that. So anything you have, you have a control and you can dictate your agenda, that's the own media right? The pay media obviously is a third party. You leverage third party publishers to amplify your message, TV commercial, banner ads, right? Sponsorship, right? And the earned media is you use a free platform to amplify your message and like Twitter, and you, you have a Twitter account. So you start using Twitter to amplify your message, promote your product. But the earned media can also be pay social media, right? You can also do Twitter pay ads. You can do a Facebook pay ads. You can do LinkedIn pay ads, et cetera, right? So the earned media and the pay social media are very similar, if you will. 
But the other one is basically you can use that as a free platform. The other one is you also pay them to actually promote your marketing messages. So if you have something like this, you can create a channel summary, identify what are some of the new channels that you are going to launch in 2020. For example, you might decide to have the first TV commercial or you decide to run a mobile ads or if your products that will be launched on Amazon, right? Or you decide to launch a community to address a lot of end users' concern directly. So you can talk about, hey, these are the couple, uh, these are the several channels that we use, but we are adding something new in 2020, right? To give them a very holistic summary in terms of what are some of the new things that you will do in 2020. This is another way to show campaigns that assume that you actually have a, a campaign that will complement a tier one launch, product launch. So you talk about, hey, from January to December, when the product launch is, when is the pay media, pay social, pay search, the key events that associated with it, right? The role show, if the email outreach, are you doing the weekly? Are you doing monthly when you are doing it? And with that being said, when will the website be updated? And will you launch any kind of mobile app, whatnot? So if you actually have a key campaigns, you can identify a timeline. And I found it's very useful to create kind of like a 12-month framework or 12-month rolling calendar to show C-levels or C-suite in terms of what we are doing. This gives them a very high-level point of view, and they can look at this and say, okay, I understand what marketing is doing. Okay. It's important to provide additional supporting slides. And especially if you have any kind of campaigns that you've done, you, you did very, very well. You, need, you can talk about the results. Even if you didn't do well on certain campaigns, you can talk about some of the lessons learned and what will you do differently this year by learning you know, from the past campaigns. What other things do you wish to call it out as a part of campaigns that you want to communicate with them? The next one is marketing initiatives. And this usually has nothing to do with campaigns per se, but it's very important to build your MarTech stack, marketing technology stack, or build the backend integration so that the sales team can actually see some of the marketing efforts inside of CRM, right? So a lot of those are like key initiative is not necessarily campaign related. For example, you have to launch a social media outreach tool, or you have to do a CRM upgrade, or you have to do integration between CRM and a marketing automation tool, you know, or you have to clean up the data. Whatever you have to do, all this costs money. It's not free. The last slide is the budget summary. And this one looks very, very simple, but in reality is not. And that it also depending on how it depends on how you want to showcase your budget. Is it done by channel? Is it done by marketing function, by events, by initiatives, or by geographies and the country? There are many ways to showcase the budget breakdown. You have to understand what your management wants to see, and then you have to categorize them accordingly. Final thoughts. No marketing template can be used as is. You can Google any marketing templates. I strongly recommend that you don't just download that and use as is. You need to modify as you see fit. Just like the templates I share with you today, you also need to modify as you see fit. Pick and choose which one works for you. Understand to whom you are presenting your plan to. Understand 
Very importantly, what you want to accomplish, right? Do you want to get a headcount approved or do you just want to align with everybody or you just want to update like the product team? What is the, the key objectives you want to accomplish? Create a high level slide for each session, right? Don't dive into the weeds or the detail as soon as possible. Have one slide to align everybody and drive a deeper conversation and find data to substantiate your point, address management's question at the same time. Another thing I want to share with you is, you know what, the marketing plan is a living document. This is not something that you will create it and then you will just put it on the shelf, never see it, never see it again until next year. Nowadays, things are moving very fast and things are changing. And you have to update your marketing plan, either on monthly basis, sometimes on quarterly basis. Okay, that's it for today. I just want to let you know if you have any question about marketing plan, reach out to me anytime. I do a lot of speakings, keynotes, workshop, and trainings of anything B2B marketing related. And uh, if you have any specific questions about marketing plan, MarTech, SAG, account-based marketing, content marketing, sales enablement, check me out. Love to help. And I also do a lot of one-on-one mentoring and coaching. You can also join my Facebook community if you are interested. And the Facebook community is about build your marketing skills to get ahead. You can ask me any questions, any sales and marketing questions. I'll answer them personally. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.